so-called go- SoCal so called the so-called so-called you know what <laughs> this is the worst podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> What is going on, guys? This is Grapple Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to in 13 hours, we're going to have the Toilet Bowl, guys. <laughs> the Giants, the New York Giants taking on the New York Jets. Who do you have winning this dumpster fire of a football game? I'm a Jets fan, so I'm going Jets. Of course, it's a big blue for me. It's not... <laughs> But we have uh, some special guests, and I want them to uh, introduce themselves and tell us uh, their... We've got... Tommy Boy. And Hugo, the... Suburban Brothers. Brothers. We're back, suckers. Well, who are you guys winning winning the Giants-Jet game? This is what my question was. The NFC East, the rest of the NFC East are going to win because that's going to be a check for them and not for the Giants. And the AFC East, that's a check for the... Everybody else but the Jets. So they both lose? Everyone is they now suck. dumb for having listened to that. They're yeah. terrible. They <laughs> just got dumber. I, my IQ just went down. They suck. Can you, we, you know where, moving on. You know where your IQs can go down? On SoundCloud.com <laughs> slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples at number two. Apples, you don't like that SoundCloud, we're on that Google Play Music or that Apple Podcast. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you are listening. Boys. Let's go. But four, four hours have wrapped up. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to tell the people who you are, bro? Uh, well, I, I had the suburban boys get out of the way, and right. they know who we are. I am the very sensual, <laughs> very tight, Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, Shades. Joined right. by my hetero life mate, Start who the is clock. going to lose tomorrow. Probably. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby. That's why, because that's who I is. Okay, so and again, I is ready to lose. I I, <laughs> I, jumped, I jumped the gun. Didn't get through the introductions. We got Hugo. We got Tommy Boy with us. What's up? What's up? This this pay per view, AEW's full gear just wrapped up literally about five minutes ago. There's nothing else to say, guys. But let's let's get into that and ring that bell. All right, so we had the kick off the I'm sorry the buy-in, which only had one match, and that match was Dr. Britt Baker DMD going up against B Priestley. My boo. This is a feud that's been <laughs> brewing for quite some time now. I'm a little surprised to see that this seems to be where they had the blow off, but this is where we had the blow off. So it looks like after a relatively decent match, I think they could have done better, but at the end of it all, it came out with Britt Baker. Defeating Bree Peace, Bree B Priestley. You're excuse right. me. It's late. It's late. B Priestley with her uh, some double fisting uh, blue moon and <laughs> coffee right now. Uh, but yeah, she got her with the log jaw and got her to tap. Post match, uh, we had Awesome Kong come out with Brandy, a Brand- svelter looking, a, a very very um, legs fit looking Awesome Kong coming out and uh, just. They, they stomped on B Priestley a little bit, and they pulled out a shank. It's a, it's a hunting knife. It's, it's it, She looked like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a splinter cell knife, if anything. I'm going to go with video games. Not it's a Pandora really. tomorrow knife. 
Dude, she was two inches off a Rambo knife, man. This is true. That thing was deadly. So, Brandy Rhodes is on top of B. Hey. And he's an adult. It was not, come on, it's, it's late, but it's still a family hey, this show. Is here. This is not PG. Not yeah, no, but this is grapples to apples. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rated PG. <laughs> for the kids. For the children. For the kids. <laughs> for the kids. I'm sorry. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Brother Scuff. So, Brandy Rhodes is on top of B Priestley, and she grabs like a good chunk of her hair, and Awesome Kong comes up with the knife and legit just cuts it right off and i'm like they gonna scalp her and then, on pay-per-view and then she sniffed and she sniffed it i was yeah. like what is what is this well the good thing is that like they were definitely knew what they were doing because they caught hair from the back of her head yeah where, where, the bottom, yeah. where it's not going to be that big of a deal like no one's going to notice but still i'm i'm intrigued by this because b Priestley is traditionally a heel wherever she goes mm-hmm. and brandy has been working heel-ish so it's like, are we, is one of them a face now? Are we just going to ignore heel-face dynamics? Is this specifically to be, or is Kong and, and Brandy just going after anyone and, and I, any woman in the division? I want to see where this goes, because I'm, unsh- I'm a little unsure. I think they're going more with the terms of rivalry instead of heel versus what, face. What rivalry is there between Priestley and Kong? Listen, it's still a baby company. you well, got to create those storylines, especially, yeah. especially in the women's division. All you've you been getting in the women's division, other than B and Britt, is thrown together matches. Very yeah, true. but this seems a little thrown together because, again, it's two heels going up against each other. Why not have Awesome Kong attack Britt Baker? It makes more sense. Exactly. Heel, baby well, face. AEW's been the type to go the non-predictable direction. Not traditional route. Yeah, but understandable. My only thing that I can think of is if this is not specifically going after B, they're just going after anybody. And B just happened to be the first one. He's the victim of the circumstances. Yeah, I think right. that's what they're going to do. Making statements. Every week they're going to go a different after woman. a different woman. Well, I'm, I'm cool with that. That's what they do. And it doesn't even have to be every week. Yeah, well, whenever Kong comes out, whenever Brandy and Ding Kong do this thing, mm-hmm. let it just be any random woman. Yeah, don't don't have it every week. Don't oversaturate us Agreed. with this going on. Have well, they've been good about that so far, AEW. Yeah. I mean... We'll get to that during yeah. the week. Yep. Anyway, so after that, we go into the main card. We have Pride and Powerful. My guys, the Puerto Ricans. What? Proud and Powerful. Pride and Powerful, pr- Proud and Powerful. Wall, Pride, Proudful. Would that make a difference? Proudful? Pride, Powerful, Proudful. Again, it's late. <laughs> Again, double fisting here. Got the coffee, got the beer. <laughs> Proud and powerful, Santana and Ortiz taking on the Bucks of Youth, Nick and Matt Jackson, in what we all thought was going to be the best opening match in maybe pay-per-view history. And these did, boys did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Nope. The, uh, the storytelling, yep. uh, working Nick Jackson's leg, mm-hmm. basically from Jump Street, mm-hmm. and them... Attacking it every chance they got, and Nick is more of the high flyer than Matt is. Right. So basically, taking your, his leg out is is handicapping him for the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. Just shows the ring awareness that uh, Santana and Ortiz have. Well, what I love in the storytelling of this is that even though he's he's dealing with the this you know the leg injury throughout the entire match, Nick Jackson would be able to fight through it. 
or he'll like hulk up and he'll like you know get through a segment or he'll be able to still hit certain moves but as the match progressed that happened less and less he was less able to power through it till we got to the final not the final but when we got to the, the major thing when they go for the melter driver they just can't do it yeah he, he springboards he, and he falls he because he falls. can't he can't right. support it right and I'm like, you know what? They could have easily just gone straight from A to B, but it was a, okay, he can fight through it, he can fight through it, then he, he's not able to fight through it as much, he no. can't, he can't, he can't, and then that's it. It's done. The leg doesn't work anymore, he can't do it. Progression. Yeah. It's, just, think, it's a brilliant storytelling. I think the way they did it also was to show the people that are always complaining that they're, like, AEW's tag teams are too flippy. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, let's take out a leg, and then yeah. we'll show you that we can wrestle without flipping all over the place also. Yeah. So like we're going to keep we're going to do ground and pound. Yeah. We're going to flip it on you guys and you're going to see that we can do this even better than everybody else and, and they and they accomplished and that's it. That's always been the criticism of the young bucks. People have always said oh they're just spot monkeys. Uh-huh. They don't know how to actually wrestle blah blah blah. And then towards their end of their tenure in New Japan, they really started to show mm-hmm. that Especially they when, can, they, when they went to the heavyweight division. Exactly. Once they then they were like okay, we can actually do this like in ring work yep. and this is just another example of that the Young Bucks are not the best tag team in the world or one of the best tag teams in the world because they're spot monkeys they're one of the best tag teams in the world because they know how to be one of the best tag teams in the world it's not only about spots it's also about storytelling 100%. and they can tell the story with their bodies and that's not Tandy from Santana and Ortiz because they did their part also. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. It's not they like did. it was just Matt and Nick just doing all the work. No. This was all four men doing what they what they have to do to put on a fantastic match. Working and together. 100% working together. And even, um, I think you mentioned it during the match, Ugo, that you can see all four of them were not just working, they were enjoying Dude, they were having a putting blast. on this match. The way that they were selling and kind of slightly overselling everything, I was like, these guys are having too much fun. Yeah. I'm like, if it, it looked like they were just putting it all, it looked like they were putting it all together and not actually wrestling the actual match. And, they were, and then in between, they, you could see that they were just their glee. Like, if they could just talk to each other and say, hey, dude, this is so much fun. It felt like it was four guys who went out there with something to prove and they knew they were proving it as they were doing 100%. It. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we all said. Uh, Ortiz and Santana should go over. They're technically first pay per view. Yep. They have to. They have to get their first win for sure. The Bucks can can absorb the Bucks a loss. Will be fine. They're the young Bucks. Right. Uh, Santana and Ortiz go over with the what the heck is their street uh, sweeper? Street sweeper. I kept calling it New Jack City, but I was like, that's not. That's not <laughs> with the street sweeper. They uh, they go over with the street sweeper pinning uh, Nick Jackson, yep. and uh, they have Sammy Guevara come out post match with the baseballs and the sock to beat down on the Bucks even more. And who gets saved? The Bucks get saved by none other than the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you're getting guys are getting beat up by sixty like year old men right now. And who was uh, what's his name? Rob? It's not Rob. Um, the one with the white hair. I don't remember his name. Neither do I. I'm blanking right now. He. Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson. There you go. 
So it was Rob. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah you got it. They're, they come out. They're it was attacking. actually Ricky Morton, the one who um, who did the spots. The one with the white hair. That's Ricky Morton. Yeah. Okay, it's Ricky Morton. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was wrong. Okay. So Ricky Morton's fighting, uh, was it Santana? Goes on the apron for a, what I thought was going to be a sunset flip. But turned into a very old Canadian destroyer. With the help of Matt Jackson, who pushed, who pushed him over. <laughs> and we're like, oh my god, was that a Canadian destroyer? And then... Before we could even recover from, oh my god, was that a Canadian destroyer? He runs out and does a suicide dive. A beautiful one at that. Well, 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 the Bucks kind of like sat well, they, on the edge they of the open, road yeah, and they yeah, opened yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, but he cleared it. He like, cleared he, it, he yeah. Cleared it. You thought he would probably just go face first into the back. And just oh. like, <laughs> I thought he was going to He wasn't clear. I thought he was going to Brie Baker. Not Brie Baker. What's her name? The the, the Brie Bella. Brie Bella. Oh, my God. Watch the loop? Yeah, I thought he was going to Brie Bella, just get caught in the ropes and just kill himself. This is Botch City herself. Oh, my God. I'm not talking about Nia Jax. But it was fun. It was a fun ending to a fantastic match. It was a good start to the pay-per-view. How about those Yankee pinstripe overalls, huh? Oh, those, those Let's go nice Yankees, touch. baby. Nice Sorry touch. about that. It's all right. <laughs> That's enough of your outbursts. <laughs> the next match on the card was the grudge match between Grr. Hangman Hangman Adam Page. Hangman. <laughs> Hangman. It's Hangman Tom. Adam Page and Pac. Now, the first time these guys met... The match was okay, but nothing short. special. It was short. It was short. It was for their. It was their first match on TV. Right. I said, give them another paper. Give them a pay per view match like they were supposed to have. Give them the time needed, and these men will have themselves a barn burner. These, they, I think this was so important for Hangman. 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 <laughs> this was so important for the Hangman. Hangman. And. And I think this did everything it had to do. Especially after the Jericho match. I was going to say, especially after the match. Jericho match. Especially when, when the Jericho match had that botch towards the end. You know, he's been, I feel like he's been recovering from that that's, since then. That's one thing I want to call it. He has improved immensely in the last two months. He's, he's just been improved for the last two years. I think he fell off, I'm got back short, on his yeah, horse. Way, though. Dude, his horse. Oh, he man. got back on his horse, but and now he's yeah, riding straight. The horse is dead. The, the horse died, man. Oh, he wouldn't know that. I mean, he... <laughs> did he hang his horse? Is that why he? Oh, oh my god! I don't know. No, I'm asking. What happened to his horse? You're just overtired now. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Barracuda. No, that's a different. Oh yeah, sorry. right number two. Things they were making the air. Um, <laughs> oh, shut up and fight. What I thought was interesting yes. was towards the end of the match, Pac gets Hangman in the brutalizer, but in a standing modified way. Yeah, I, I foolishly mistaken it for the octopus stretch. I mean, it looks a lot like an octopus stretch. Oh, it's similar. Yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you guys are the wrestling guys. Yeah, yeah we're, just, we're the nerds here. I'm the layman. Oh. Um, but, but at the end of the day, Hangman's the one who comes out with a dead eye. Doesn't even get the buckshot lariat that he was trying to go for like four times in the match. Well, he hit the buckshot. He attempted the buckshot lariat. He got a discus lariat. Um, Pac like 
kind of grabs him. They try to run into the ref. The ref stops him. He tries the, the uh, mule kick, kick into the uh, the old uh, bowls and chain right there. And um, Hangman. <laughs> I can't call him Hangman. Right? <laughs> it, it doesn't roll. It doesn't roll. It's, it. it's yeah. so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Hangman grabs the leg, uh, hits him with the discus lariat, mm. and then we go uh, dead eye, one, two, three. And Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> Yo, Jr. Thank you for ruining this forever. Um, so yeah, it's great, good, fault. good match. Not good. I'll say very good match. Yes. And I'm glad that these two did what they did. And uh, well, I wonder if this is the end of the feud. It's possible. Yeah, they're one and one now. You think they're gonna go rubber match? I don't know. I think the fatherless pack needs one more. The fatherless pack. Oh, one more. I like that. I like that. Right? Because we can't call them the other because it's PG. <laughs> So it's the oh, fatherless the pack. Dude busted out the thesaurus. He said uh, the fatherless yeah, pack. We can go damn hell. We can't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did what you got to do. The I like fatherless that. fatherless pack. I think he, he deserves one more. Just to settle it, you know? Well, right now, if we're, ter- if we're talking about uh, wins and losses, technically, Hangman's up uh, 2-1 because <laughs> uh, they have won the tag team match against uh, Pac. And, yeah, okay. And you're right. Mox That's fair. So you could kind of squash it there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It, it, this is something that I love about AEW so far is that after each pay per view, now we go to the next dynamite going, What's next? What's next? Because yeah. you, you can't exactly say, Oh, well, we got two and a half weeks till the next pay per view, so we'll just have the rubber match then. There's so many times we got where two I feel months like, now. I feel like there's so many times where we watch other pay per views from other companies, and it's just like, Oh, okay, well, we know we're going to get more of this next week. We're going to get more of this tomorrow. The wins and losses make everybody have to think. Yeah. The, the creative has to think. The fans have mm-hmm. to think. Everybody has to think. Those wins and losses really, you can't diverge from them. You can't go like, oh, this week we're going to do this, and then the next week we're going to do something completely different. Yep. No, yeah, you kind of kind of stay in your lane a little bit until that feud you're, is over. You're absolutely right. Something, you know, doesn't you're make a, you You're absolutely right, because without divulging any, more, like, any spoilers right now, uh, with who won tonight, like, who's going to go... For the AEW Championship next, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. yep. it's up in the air. Yep. So that's what—that's the exciting part about watching Dynamite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now, it's the we don't the the the, the unknown mm-hmm. ahead, and then they're build to their next pay per view. Which is yep. funny because they you have to stay in your lane with the with the wins and losses, mm-hmm. but you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's great. It's great. You know, so that's. It's fantastic. I love it. Anyway, go. Sorry. And our next match, we had the chairman, Sean Spears, taking on my boy, the bad boy, Joe Janela. In the what I thought was the only filler match of the pay-per-view. Didn't feel like one. It was a good match, but this was our... So we had three championship matches. We had two feud blow-offs, but this match was... It did its job. Mm-hmm. It bridged the gap between... A good match, mm-hmm. then the next match. I felt yeah, the yeah. same way. I felt the same way. It showed off Joey being able, you know, showing that he's just not a he's not just blood a, and guts guy. Yeah, you know, he can he can wrestle. He showed that with Kenny. Uh, he showed a little bit with Moxley in their unsanctioned match. Mm-hmm. Sean Spears' goal was over. This is obviously a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post match, you have a backstage segment with Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Penelope Ford. Yeah, I didn't want to say her name. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, my Penelope bad. Ford. 
I thought you couldn't remember it. I no, I remember it. Of course I remember. She, she's now with my oh, man. I apologize. She's the bad boy. I am sorry. She I was helping she's with the super bad boy. Yeah, now. she's not with the bad boy. She's with the super bad boy now. <laughs> so clever, Penelope. <laughs> you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Joey Chanel. Oh, it looked wow. like she had cue cards helping her out. Slash and burn. Slash. Tell them how you really feel. No, oh, it's PG show. Man. Oustown, population, Penelope Ford. <laughs> How long you'll be random cocktails for? Let's move on. Gosh. You thought oh. I was being vicious earlier in the night? <laughs> oh my oh, you were being no, 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 no. extra. We're not yeah, going no, no, no. in. We're, we're not talking about what you were going in. Oh, so Hogan. you don't want me to say... Uh, Stop. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Easy, Hogan. <laughs> Whoa! What the hell? <laughs> oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> he popped the can of worms there. Jeremy's running away. Shane, He's doing the 50-yard dash. Come back. back. Oh, man. Have a podcast, they say. He gone. He gone. It'll be fun, they say. <laughs> I've, I've, again. Okay, what's next? Go. Let your brother own the show. It'll be fun, they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's he going to the beer? I needed it. I needed another one. He had a meal? You didn't, you didn't, all right, go, 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 <laughs> Anybody else would like an adult beverage? Uh, I would, thank you. Okay, the my, following match, my cafe. the following match was the three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Defending champions, SCU, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, taking on the Lucha Brothers, Don Jr. and Phoenix. Cero miedo, let's and go. Brooklyn's own private party. I'm not like those guys. You know what? If this was an afternoon pay per view, cheers, 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 coffee, cheers, all over the microphone. It's all right. That Um, was the point. So, I was very excited about this match. It's a great match because you have one tag team who's been working together for a little under five years, but they've been working like nonstop together. You have another tag team who are brothers who have only started working as a tag team. And then you have two guys who have been a tag team like their whole career, but their career has been like two minutes long. So it's like a lot of different levels of experience, but all skilled. And man, this match was fun. Oh, yeah. It, it started off a little shaky for me. It was slow. It was a little it was slow to start. slow. But once it got off the ground... There was a botch or two at the beginning. It, it was, man, this if is... If like, you look at like, every triple threat tag team match, you got to find your footing. And it's awkward when mm-hmm. one team has two guys out there and the other two the other two guys that are in the ring trying to set the pace for four other guys. Yeah. It always starts off awkward. I don't care who's in the match. Well, what's interesting is that we didn't get the, the patented set uh, on miedo in an opponent's face thing. We yeah. didn't get the Pentagon glove to the referee thing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the little things that you might expect, we didn't get any of that. because no this, time. There this was, no was time. just six guys going, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just. I go. mean, it was not a long match. No. It was it, 13 on the dot. Yeah. And it didn't feel that short, but it was a very, once they found their footing, it was a very Smooth. fast-paced match. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Phoenix with some of those... Man, that boy, how he gets on those ropes and like jumps from one side of the ropes to the middle to the top rope and then does a perfect corkscrew. Yeah, 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 perfect corkscrew. But it was it, it was effortless. It was insane. I remember thinking, like, as the move is going on, I like to try and like if I don't at least call them out out loud. I think them in my head. I want, mm-hmm. I'm trying to you know go know every move that that's being 
And you kept jumping there. poor Excalibur. Well, listen. <laughs> well, first of all, when, when Excalibur was I doing could do Excalibur's job better than Excalibur did. And we wow. were doing it better. We were calling out moves before he was even calling them out, all right? <laughs> he was thinking about them first, and, and then he said them, right? And don't get me wrong, I like Excalibur, but come on, like, come on. The whole entire night, you guys kept the jumping entire for night. Excalibur. The entire night. I he was a little slow. And you kept yelling at him, you're too slow! You're too slow! <laughs> Y'all like I called the match. I called the the, 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 the move, and then six hours later, he's calling the move. I'm like, it's like, yo, brain I was like brainbuster on uh, the uh, chair on the outside. Oh, brainbuster on the chair. On the outside. <laughs> I was like, what you don't say? He just finished calling. Like, the echo, the echo. Match. Right, and he just finished calling the match. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, during that that one segment, that one move that he did, I couldn't even figure out what to call it. No. He does one springboard from the middle rope to a, a backward springboard onto another rope and to a corkscrew plancha. And I was just like, so what he did is, I don't even understand how to call this. He did the springboard from the outside over the top to the middle rope. There you go. To the top rope into a and corkscrew. Backwards into a corkscrew plancha. outside, outside, inside, corkscrew. And just like, Wow. Like my brain was like, can I compute? Can I compute? The best can part is he he had to catch his balance once, and it's the beginning. Yeah. The next two, it was it was like Seamless. he was on flat ground. Seamless. I just call it fun. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what when, when it boils down it. to it, that's that's what this match was. Yep. This fun. match was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Long story short. So called go so called so goes, called the so called so you know called what censor. this is the worst podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> it's too late. SCU. <laughs> so SCU goes over with the CU with the SCU later, and uh, I believe it was Cassidy who took the pin, right? Yes. I still can't. Tell. I think it was Isaiah Cassidy who ate the pin. So yeah, it was Isaiah Cassidy. SCU yeah. retains. And which I mean, it makes sense. They just won the titles like last there, week, like you guys said last two night. weeks ago. Whatever, there could not be any title changes because no. you can't have a transitional title run when you're the first one. Exactly. So SU retains. We move on from there. Oh, um, post match. Um, post match. We had the lights go out and the fiend Bray Wyatt come out. No, 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 no. Wrong company. Sorry, guys. My apologies. Vincent pissed at you now. You mentioned his name on an AEW show. That was a Pentagon doppelganger. Well, they were calling him Pentagon Trace, which kind of stuck in my craw a little bit. Pentagon Trace. And then you wonder why we could Oh, I just got that because it's Pentagon Junior. So they called him Pentagon Trace, so it's after Junior. That's stupid. (laughs) And this is why we were ripping on Excalibur. Be be like Justin Roberts and actually learn how to pronounce the word if you're going to say it. Wow, that was dumb. So, we have a guy dressed as Pentagon, and he's hot, he's spicy, he tastes great curry. Uh, you guys don't watch TNA, so you don't get the, the reference. No, I, I, no, I, I, I had Chris, to let you finish it. Christopher Daniels. I know that guy. I don't know yeah. TNA. Well, Christopher Daniels dressed up as Curry Man. In TNA, Why? he was wearing. Uh, it was a. It's a long story. It was the Dark Ages. Who oh, knows? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it was the Dark Ages. <laughs> so Christopher Daniels comes out, <laughs> dressed as Pentagon, takes his mask off, and um, listen, CD's back. They're gonna free bird this. Uh, Probably that's what I'm thinking. Tag titles. Because he still looks good, 50, 50 year old man. It's I mean, he phenomenal. still hits the, the, the world's best moonsault, or whatever he calls it. Yeah. BME. 
Yeah. Best moonsault ever. There you go. So, we'll see. Clearly, this is going to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this is going to be a def- definite blow-off uh, at the next pay-per-view yeah. for the both of them. Penta and his brother taking on SCU for the tag titles. Can't wait. That's, that is... Oh. It's going to be a fun one. Or if we know AEW, they may do this on a dynamite. Who knows? I can see that. I can see that. It would be better if they do it at a dynamite. Not well, wasting time on pay-per-view. I kind of want to see them build it. The next pay-per-view is going to be around January, right? Long time. January, February, something like that. Yeah. Well, a month and a half to two months to build mm-hmm. another storyline. They've, they've been sticking to their so two do we, do we do we push this for another two months, or do we... Finishes off on Dynamite and then spend the next two months building something else for ICU. No, but they have a decent it's amount of tag teams. To, to they, finish exactly, they have a decent amount of talent on the roster. Yeah. Even in tag team, one show they only have two hours a week, so you could easily drag this out the next two mm. months without feeling like you're dragging it out. I mean, you could kind of sneak some stuff in with AM, AEW Dark also. It's true. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Well, let's see. Uh, they have time. We can, um, you know, make up scenarios, but let's, let's see what on. they do on their weeklies. And uh, move on to the next title match. Riho taking on Boo. her mentor, Emi Sakura, for the AEW Women's World Championship. And this match was a better Riho match than the past. But still not a good one, in my opinion. I couldn't get invested in this match one bit. And for me, this is now... I think the... For me, it's the show that broke Riho's back for me. Because against her mentor, and they couldn't have a clean match. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't like Boschfeld or anything. It, it just, was. It just... But the thing just is, you should right. be able, they should know each other well enough to get us that have been critics and skeptical of her ability it was boring to then that get was, invested that was the thing it was it was boring it was, boring. It, was it was like all right i didn't cool. care like what are we going to do with this it, it their did, storytelling was fine i didn't care the issue that i had it could have been smoother it's not even about being smooth or not the the issue is this is a one-week build. Yeah, essentially. True. Like, there was absolutely zero investment on the fans for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Do you not have your women's champion on this pay-per-view? I don't know if that's an option or not. You know? I don't even no. see her as a women's champion. That's it, that's what kills me. It was nice when she got it. it she's was a good wrestler. Like, let's not, let's not... She's a good wrestler. She is. But in every program she's been so far... I don't care. You can't really call. She doesn't make me care. You know, it's like she's cute. She's nice. She's like you know Japanese. She's got this all like you know like you know cute girl, but she can wrestle and stuff. Yeah, I just didn't care. I don't care for her character. I don't care for her work. I don't care. And I don't necessarily know that it being a one-off is what hurts this match altogether mm-hmm. because we've seen them have one-off matches on Dynamite that. The match between Shauna and um, that other woman that you mentioned before, um, I forgot her name, the Japanese wrestler, where once had one match on AEW, the other one was brand new. Emi Sakura. No, no, no. That's who Shauna faced. No, in Shauna's debut match, it was not Emi Sakura. No. It was a different woman. But the fact is that these were two women who had one match combined between the two of them on AEW. 
and the match itself was so good that everyone was all about it. Yeah. If the match itself is good, it doesn't matter if it's a one-off or it has built-in heat. Obviously, built-in heat helps. Mm-hmm. But if you can put together a, a banger of a match on your own... Oh, Hikaru Shida, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, Hikaru Shida. That's her. She, I love her. I think she's phenomenal. So, I don't know. I don't know. This, this match just... What AEW has to do is they have to spend the next two months building their women's division. I think they're trying to outside of Riho yeah. while also building Riho and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. Because the women's division itself is being built with Awesome Kong, with B Priestley, with they, Britt Baker. They're, building, they're separating the, the yeah, whole that, division from Riho. That they're not chasing from, uh, from Portugal. What's her name? Shana. Shana, yeah. But she's, she's, by she's fantastic. But they're not, they're not chasing towards the title. They're kind of off doing their right. own things, chasing their own rivalries while Rio's sitting there with the belt. Doing nothing to do. This was the only match that felt uh, put together uh, at last minute. If I'm not mistaken, Kenny's in charge of the women's division. Yeah. So, I I don't know. He's also training Riho. So, there may be some... um, Bias. Some some bias. Yeah. Some bias there. I don't know. Kenny's got to figure it out. He's got to figure something out. Because right now, it's not working. Let's move on from the snooze fest because I hated that match. I didn't like it. So and, and I love women's wrestling. This one was just agreed. Like I honestly think they should have flipped and let someone say they should have. And I said it during the match. They should have flipped the tag match, the triple threat match in this one, because you kind of brought a dead crowd into the world title match. No, but they got live quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, look who's in the match. Right. So let's let's get there, shall we? Shall we? The pseudo main event. The technical main event, by the rules, by the rules, for the AEW World Championship, defending champion, Le Champion, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, with Jake Hager in his corner. Hagar. Hagar, Hagar, as JR calls him. No, this is Chris That's Jericho. His... Chris Jericho calls him Hagar. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jericho calls him Hagar. You know, you sorry. know Jericho has his own language. Hello, Jericho. <laughs> uh, facing no off and defending his championship against Cody with MJF in his corner. This match was... Set to a 60-minute time limit. If it went to 60, there was three judges who would then decide the winner of the match. Who are the three judges? Dean Malenko. Yes. Arn Anderson. Yes. Great Muda. Okay. See, man, make sure you paid attention here. I think he saw that one coming. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because you looked determined while you were saying it. Because I was focused, man. <laughs> My man's like, quicksand, quicksand. Oh, my God, stop calling me, man. Uh, I have to say I like the judges concept. I, I do too. I'm glad they didn't have to use it yet, but I'm glad that we have this as an option later down the line. Uh, well, I definitely see how they score it. Yeah, that's exactly. I am I'm curious to see how they're going to score this. The final stipulation of the match was if Cody lost, as he announced previously on Dynamite in the midst of his earth-shattering promo, um, if he lost, he would not be challenging for the AEW World Championship ever again. So, with all that in mind, this match, from start to finish, had everyone. Everyone. The edge of their seats, pulled by the collar, and dead set. And what helps, and it was an accidental thing that happened, but it totally helped propel the first act of the match. Was at some point, Jericho's on the ramp, and the way that the ramp was set up for this show was that it was essentially just attached to the to the to the apron of the ring, so Jericho's on the ramp standing, 
and Cody goes for a dive. Jericho moves, and Cody's face ends up going directly into the grated rib. Once the cameras move away from Jericho, you see that Cody has a lovely arch-shaped cut right above his right eye. He's got a Nate Diaz tattoo. A Nate Diaz style. Just without the doctor stoppage. Right above his eye. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, that blood came a pouring. Oof. The cut man, their their medical guy, came immediately over to him to try and, and you know close it down. And you know it was the cut man. You saw those. He was dazed for a second. Red. Oh, for sure. Oh no, he Cody yeah. said uh, that we. I I'm, it's not factual, but I'm pretty sure that we all heard Cody say, "If you stop this match, you're fired." That was a something. little. That was something. a little later to to Aubrey Edwards. That was. I think those are the timekeeper. I think. Because so in that moment, Aubrey came over to him and the and the rep, the medical guy. They both said to him, "Are you okay?" He said, "I'm fine. I'm okay." And then kind of like, yeah, dazedly went into the ring. The I was look like, on his eyes was him, not right? pretty. But he seemed to get to get by it, to, to get by it. But then a little later on, they're outside again, and he was by the timekeeper area. That's when he said, "It seemed like he said something along the lines yes. of, don't stop it. If you stop it, you're fired.' Some, he said something along mm-hmm. those lines." Um. Very resilient effort by Cody, especially with the cut. That's an understatement. Um, and, and Chris Jericho. The professional. The cosmic professional. When the cut happens, so in a situation like this, you don't want your guy just standing in the ring twiddling his thumbs. Mm-hmm. Right? So what does he do? He goes and he starts with Aubrey Edwards. Mm-hmm. So that way there's something going on in the ring while the doctor's checking in on Cody. Mm-hmm. He pulled her to the ropes. Then, when they get back to the match, he goes to Cody... To quote unquote target his eye, but he's hitting the top of his head mm-hmm. that's adjacent to his eye. So it looks like he's hitting the eye, but obviously he's not. And I'm just like, it's un- it's incredible how Jericho can just read a situation and immediately just go, This is how we play this. And he's communicating with Cody the entire yeah. time. Every time they get close, you can see him saying something, mm-hmm. whether it's calling a spot or checking on him, whatever the case is. And it looks like they did a couple of test test bumps too to see yeah. if Cody can do the rest of the program. That's right. why he's Le Champion. The guy's been doing this for, what, 30-something years? 30 Easily. years. This is why I have been arguing for years that he is one of, if not the best in, like, he's one of the best in the history of professional wrestling. He's your yeah. favorite wrestler. Yeah, but... I yeah, but... It took a long time for me to come around, but Chris Jericho is the GOAT. He's one of the best of all time. It's, it's, it's hard to argue. And it's not, ju- it's not just pure in-ring, so it's... It's just the way everything. he works, the way he protects his opponents, takes care of his opponents. He can change a match on a dime. If somebody gets hurt, he can call the rest of the match to get through a program and still keep that person safe. At the end of the day, it's his understanding of professional wrestling and everything that makes professional wrestling. Whether it's the connection to the fans, what the fans need to see and not need to see. Protecting himself and his opponent, how to get himself over, how to get his opponent over. He he understands every aspect, every facet of professional wrestling, so that no matter what situation he's put in, he can succeed. When was the last time we saw Jericho do anything where he wasn't succeeding in professional wrestling? Nothing. You, let me tell you something. You you pointed out a spot where when Cody rolled back into the ring, mm-hmm. Jericho took the chair, mm-hmm. sat down. And mm-hmm. taunted him. Yep. And taunted him. Mm-hmm. But you said, well, the throw, by the way, said he's given him time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, and I didn't even look at it that way. And yeah, I was like, yeah, he mm-hmm. is giving him time. Giving him time it's to it's get him there. doing character work for himself to get that heel work from the crowd yeah. while also giving Cody the opportunity to, you know, get his bearings, make sure he's like, you know, lucid and can yeah. continue on in the match. Yep. And he was actually looking at him too and for making sure. sure that he was good. Because if he wasn't good and he was stumbling and he wasn't, uh, he'll probably be like, you know, okay, yeah. let's throw the X, let's Figure get out something, of here. Go over to all beers and say something. Okay, yeah. we're gonna end this now. Da, da, da. Yeah, figure something out. Yeah, you know, he's just he, he always knows what he's doing. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, that's a great match. During the match, we got a little like shenanigans as as we tend to do in Cody matches. Uh, his mom was ringside with her husband, and at some point, Jericho ended up being in that area, and. <laughs> He starts, like, talking smack towards Cody's mom. So, of course, Cody's mom smacks slaps him. him. That's so nice. Smacks the taste out of his mouth. Then he's, like, about to go after her. Her husband gets in front. He grabs him by the collar. That's when Cody comes in and interferes. They start brawling. <laughs> they go to the, they hit the ground right in front. And mom reaches over the, the guardrail and slaps Jericho again. <laughs> <laughs> And they get back in the ring, and they proceed to have, you know, their match. Um, we had Jericho take off his, uh, he had a, a custom weight training belt, similar to the way Cody always does. This it's was it, a, the champion. We had him take it off and start beating Cody with it, until Aubrey Edwards finally saw him, took it away from him, got rid of it. I think my mom had the same belt. Because <laughs> mm. I felt those whips, you boy. Saw Ooh, at man. the end of the match, you oh, saw the, the bruises result. and the welts on his yeah, back. I've been hit with a, a weighted belt like that before. It, it ain't no pick. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that I, I want to point out that we all laughed at and pointed out during the match was the Eddie Guerrero moment. Where Jericho oh. pops Cody, throws well, the belt After uh, Hager gets kicked, thrown out by Aubrey Edwards for getting involved in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jericho grabs the belt, hits Cody with it, throws the belt out, and drops down onto the mat <laughs> to lay down to make it seem like, oh, they did a move. We're both out right now. Yeah. We both got the brunt of a move. Right. And then he crawls over for the count. It's clever, clever Jericho being clever Jericho. Um, so <laughs> the match ends in a controversial fashion. Jericho puts Cody in the walls. Cody's able to get out of the walls. Then he puts him in the lion tamer. And then he really sinks in. And pulls back. And then he sinks in some more. Well, before he sunk in, the head stops. Right, so he he starts kicking Cody in the head. Stomping. Stomping Cody in the head. Similarly to... uh, the takeover match between Sasha and Bailey, where Sasha's stomping on Bailey's hands, yep. mm-hmm. doing the the bank statement. Uh, Jericho stomping on Cody's head goes deeper into the line tamer, and at this point, MJF has emerged on with the apron with a towel, with a white towel, which he then proceeds to toss in the ring to signify that he is giving up on Cody's behalf. So Jericho wins by submission. No. There's a lot of moaning and groaning and booing and hollering here and there. Yeah. I mean, during the match, I'm sitting here, uh, Cody wins lol. Right. Jericho wins lol. I was like, for, sh- back I was like for sure we're getting an MG, uh, MJF heel turn. 
And I kept going back and forth in terms of who's going to win and, and lose, but I I stuck to my guns and said, we're getting an MJF heel turn tonight. Yeah, I, can, I, I agree with you because when I saw him with that towel, the first thing I said to my brother was like, he's going to turn heel. He's going to do something to turn heel tonight. It's and not, Jeremy said well, the same thing, too. It's not too. turning heel. It's just turning on Cody. Well, before, oh, well turning okay. on Cody, yeah. Before, before we get to the, the heel turn and turning on Cody, I want to talk about the booking of throwing in the towel. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that bothers me about this is we just saw this a year or two ago. And Cody was involved in that, too. When Kenny, in New Japan... In the middle of his feud with Okada, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they had a whole bit where Cody came out with the towel, ready to give it to throw in the towel for Kenny, but he was stopped by the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That then started the feud between Kenny and Cody, because Kenny thought Cody was trying to throw in the towel for him because Cody wanted to supersede him as leader of the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. If I just saw this in New Japan. Featuring Cody Rhodes. Cody. Yeah, but... I don't want to see it again now. But the thing Again is, with Cody. New Japan, yes, it's popular, but how many people in that crowd in Washington tonight do you think saw that in New Japan? A but lot. Just because you can get a away lot, with it doesn't it? mean you I should. I think a lot. Just because you can get away with it doesn't mean you should. No, it's just you're reusing... Uh, we, we, we chastise WWE for doing it all exactly. the time. It's only right exactly. if we do the same thing for AEW. It, that's like, exactly we can't it. just walk around with AEW blinders like still, we usually do. I still think that even though it says everywhere since Cody lost, he will never challenge. I, I still think... There's a loophole somewhere? They're going to find a loophole. There, there's a loophole there. No, the loophole is the throwing in of the towel. Yeah, but you know what? By the, old, the, by the, the original rules, of, of your manager throws in the towel. You lose. That That is just as good as you tapping. Gotcha. By the original, rules, the original rules of wrestling say that's just as good as you tapping. Cody basically tapped when that towel hit the hit the mat. And Cody was sitting there after uh, when, post-match. MJF's in the ring pleading with Cody. Cody's on his knees saying, I didn't tap. Looking over, over to the timekeeper. Like, I didn't tap. Why'd you ring the bell? Uh, I didn't tap. I didn't tap. give up. I, I never gave up. up. I never gave up. They're already building to that loophole. And MJF is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were in pain. I didn't want blah, blah, blah. All this other. Cody, where's like, he's going to hit him. No. He's going to walk right by him. No. So what does Cody do? He picks MJF up. It's all right. MJF, uh, he's going to shake his hand, and MJF kicks him in the low blow area. And the field to, goal was good. To, and the field goal is good. <laughs> right, through the uprights, right through the uprights. To uh, to solidify his heel-ish ways. Or liquefy Cody. I forgot who said it, and I'm sorry. One of you said it beautifully. One less person in the way. Oh, I said, I, I said, I, MJF, MJF's reason for doing this and making sure that Cody can never get a championship title match again is one less person in the way for him to get to his ultimate goal of being AEW champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense, and I like like even though I, I don't like that it's like a, a rehashed premise. Mm-hmm. The motivations are different. Yeah. Like, the setup is different. Why they're going there is different. Everything else except for the whole towel thing is different and who it's involving. Um, so I do like that. Uh, I just... I do like it in a sense that 
it takes Cody off the, the when is he going to be a champion mm-hmm. uh, clock. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, he's, he's you know, the face of the company. He's the head of the company with the mm-hmm. other guys. But he's at the top. Mm-hmm. And everybody's always asking since day one, when is Cody going to get the belt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then half the people are like, oh, he's, he's, he's just going to put the belt on, on himself, himself, blah, blah, blah. Then the other half is like, I can't wait till he has the belt, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. He essentially just removed himself from that conversation. And that is where this And says, you know what? Maybe we'll review this down the line. Right. Like somewhere like later, later. Not Even right now. We need to. Let everybody else shine. Let Jericho hold it because I don't know how long he's going to be here. You know, let uh, you know, let MJF rise. Let this guy come up. Let this guy. Let me just Hangman. back out. Hawk. Hangman. But all these guys. You have so much talent that it would. A hundred percent. He doesn't need sure. the belt. Like, we, we talk about Bray Wyatt not needing mm-hmm. the belt. Mm-hmm. Cody doesn't need the belt. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need the belt. And this just shows it. Like, he did this to show all the smarky internet marks. Oh. Cody's definitely going to win now because of his declaration. It's like, no, I lost. Now what do you have to Did say? Did you notice that most of this pay-per-view was a, was, was, a, was a slap to the snarky internet guys? Oh, sure. If you go with the, with the match with the, with the Young Bucks, with this one, a lot okay, of it was like, like, for, guys, for the like marks, come on. For the marks, they're going to be marks. 100%. For wrestling fans, yeah. myself and Thrill, they get it. we can read in between the lines like, hey... This is it's not ego driven right now. Nope. This is who they think needs to win. Mm-hmm. And that's how we go about making our our predictions. Yep. Um uh proud and powerful needed to win. Page needed to win. Spears needed to win. So that's why we're like, all right, this is our pick. This is our pick. This is our pick. And that's why records matter also. Yeah. Again, that's another I Sometimes I don't even bring record records into um, my thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing is, who needs this more? Yeah. yeah. They're not booking for the sake Cody of... Cody didn't need it. They're not booking for the sake they're, of booking. They're booking right. with a purpose. They're right. A hundred percent. It's a plan. Perfectly said it perfectly, so. Tommy. Perfectly. They're booking to further storylines. Now that Jericho and Cody's storyline ended here... Now we have a branch off, and now we have Cody and MJF. Mm-hmm. That's going to be super personal. And we still and we still have like theoretically, we still have the elite versus inner circle. It's not like oh, just because this one match that rivalry is over. We still yeah. have these two factions who can butt heads at any given time. Was mm-hmm. MJF technically in with the elite? So like, te- does... technically, technically, no. He was okay, never okay. a member of the elite. However, in terms of the storyline has been playing out, he's been associated with the elite, okay. same as as Dustin has been. It's been the nightmare family, right? The nightmare family essentially, plus the elite Makes sense. is what okay. has been considered the elite for the sake mm-hmm. of this story. So you can still have those two things. And Cody said in his promo, you know, we're going to at some point we're going to clash. It's going to be the elite versus the the inner circle, and we're going to eat you alive. So. It looks like we still have that going. Mm-hmm. We just this is something maybe something on the side or something to derail us for the time being to put this. So you don't want to you don't want to rush through the elite versus the inner circle. That's yeah, two, no. what, that's sure. two groups that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Exactly. You do not need to rush it. Agreed. We're, we're putting this on ice. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. You could talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. All we're gonna, no, no, I'm saying like no, no, AEW no. saying we're going to put oh, this on oh, sorry, ice sorry, right now. We're going to table this. We're going to put this on yeah. ice also because the, the next match, those two guys need oh, an ice They need all the ice. Uh, they're going to put this, this dispute on ice for now. Let Cody and MJF do what they got to do. Revisit it later. One thing mm-hmm. I'm going to put out there, Cody and MJF, I do not want a lights out match. Like, I... Oh, well, when we get to the next match. We're no, no, I'm saying, I'm just saying with them, I don't want them to have one of those lights out. If it's going to be a grudge match, mm-hmm. don't... They've yeah. used lights out a lot. Give it's us a classic Give a classic cage match. Give us a classic cage match. Have they, one, yeah. Yeah. Well, be the first one. Have yeah. a classic cage match. Okay. Imagine the promos that are going to come out between those two. Between Cody and MJF? Stop. Oh, it's going to sell itself. Stop itself. Stop it. You're going to be... You'll be moronic if you don't think that this is going to be a very heavy promo-driven... It's going to be like a rap battle. <laughs> essentially. Exactly. Essentially. And it's going to be personal. It's going to be every Wednesday. People are going to be tuning in to hear what these two have to say about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, there's there's an hour and, and 50 minutes of wrestling also. But let's see what these two have to say. I mean, uh, so we mentioned this before on, on the weekly podcast. Uh, NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown are building towards Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Just one pay-per-view. Yeah. AEW now is building towards their pay-per-view two months from now. Two months from now. So yeah. it's just storyline. After yeah. storyline, after storyline. So we're just going in, but like, what? what's going to happen? Long this term booking? It's going to happen now. Yeah. This is what I've missed for years. Pay per view comes, you get your 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 payoffs with some, mm-hmm. you get your extensions, and you press the reset button, and you have to start building again. It's not like, okay, that match is done, so we're going to do this again in three weeks. See you guys later. Or tomorrow night. Well, tomorrow night plus the week after, and then another one. But back to um, you know another I match just, that was better that had PTSD of all the yeah. Monday night rematches. See, I, I can't even get a sentence out. You really ruined me with that. One. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so let's go to the main. I event. can kick well, you the, out. The main event. <laughs> but the main event. The main event. Oh, the main event, Lord. but it's not the main event. It's it didn't main happen. Event, but it's not the main event. The full main event. The full main happen. event. Exactly. The main event is. Gian Moxley <laughs> taking on the cleaner Kenny Omega in the lights out unsanctioned match to close out AEW full gear properly. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying this. They've had one too many unsanctioned matches already. I think they need to slow down. Pick a defect. Cut it out. That's let it I be done already. About Cody and MJF. It's, it's yeah. kind of. That's why I said like we'll 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 touch base on that. Yeah. When we I think this, this might match. be the last one because of the way they kind of went out with it. Mm-hmm. So just, I mean, I go. think I think this might have been. I think like the ones in the past have been testing out mm-hmm. how to pull this off, mm-hmm. and then I think this was more to protect the result. Mm-hmm. Once they announced that there's going to be an unstationed lights out match, to me that told me who was going to win. And so I think one was for the other, yeah, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I agree. We have too many of these, but I feel like this was kind of like a it was like Moxley and Omega sitting down together, like, "Hey, we're going to kick the hell out of each other. I'm going to let you win, mm-hmm. but it's got to be unsanctioned. Like, I don't want our records to reflect this match." But I don't think that was Kenny's call. It's probably Con- Tony Khan's call, to well, be honest. If you think, just this make a difference. Whose call it is? Just what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is that that's what it is. Yeah. You think about it, Kenny's singles record is still not, not, not great. It's not great. You know, and 
respect for him putting, you know, doing the job, putting everybody over. Mm. But at the same time, you, He's got from W's. you are arguably the best in the world. Yeah. You can't be like, you know, you're going to love this statement. You can't be at the bottom of the standings right now. Yeah. You got to you got to somehow get to the playoffs and win that belt. Yep. He's got to he's got to start getting some W's. They got to start pulling out some some random singles matches. Mhm. I, I love that everything is story driven, and I mm-hmm. love that it looks like every division has a map right now. But we need some more Pop versus Trent. Completely has nothing to do with anything; just a singles match. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. We need more of those. We need more of Brandon Cutler versus whoever. Just we need like more just random, storyless singles matches. And Cody and Kenny needs to win a lot of those. Yeah, he needs to get back up. Um. As for the match, the match itself. Good lord! If you are squeamish, like Thrill, <laughs> as, as I am, you do not watch this match. There is barbed wire spots. There is sweeping barbed wire spots. Oh, there is suplex barbed wire spots. There's an ice pick. There's shattered glass. There's mouse trap boards, tables. There's what else did we get in this uh, abomination yeah. of a match? Was it a bed of barbed wire? Eating a, bed of, yeah. a bed of barbed wire. Going through a logo, the gear logo. <laughs> we had anchor chains. We had, like, we had a man being hung by a chain. We had a man getting glass stuffed into his mouth and getting a V trigger. We had snapdragon suplexes. We have Moxley cutting the ties to the ring. To expose the wood mm. underneath God. the styrofoam. Well, not styrofoam, the foam. The foam and me, yeah. you know what? For all of the non-believers out there that say, oh, that is padding, that doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah, for everyone who thinks that it's like a bed of spring, like, like a, a trampoline. Yeah, you just This is what you're looking at. You just saw what that little piece of foam protects them from, and you also saw how much give that wood has. Nothing. Two inches of foam padding, a blanket... And then wood. A blanket. No, but essentially is a blanket. Cozy yep. blanket. Because the foam doesn't look good on camera, the blanket does. So I you can't even imagine what these guys put themselves through. I mean, them after post-match taking that shower is got to be brutal. Kenny bleeding from his back. Uh, Moxley bleeding from his back, his head. His there's, a, there's a moment in the match where Kenny takes the webbing of Moxley's hand and takes glass and rips it straight oh, through. Paper cut. I'm even surprised they didn't come out with paper and give each other paper cuts. Oh. No, they did They've that. They've done already. that in, in, in indie that. show before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, and they, they did that, that in AEW, remember, oh. in uh, the Cracker Barrel. That's right, indie show. Right. Did yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's not right. What was yeah. Johnny Knoxville in that show? No, I don't know. It was. The, <laughs> indie wrestling is weird sometimes. I know. Um, Dude, what was I gonna say? I think you were gonna you were gonna walk away if they came out with the uh, fluorescent. Yeah, the fluorescent tubes came out. I was walk. I was gonna take the train Japanese home. Death I, don't care. <laughs> I was done going Japanese deathmatch. Fluorescent tubes since the last indie show I've been to. It's, I, I, bro, if I saw fluorescent tubes that have been like, "Yo, thanks for having me. I'm gonna go <laughs> find my way home. I'll be right." Yeah, this is a no for me, dog. That's I gotta fact. get out of here. Fact. Um, well, but it was awesome, though. It was it was, it was super amazing. fun, entertaining. It was insane. I wanted to hit myself repeatedly. I just kept walking yeah. out of the room every it few was, minutes. Oh, I was like, man. oh, I can't watch this. You threw a cup, you savage. Oh. Yeah, you threw a cup, you savage. I did. I'm sorry. Yep. I just... 
I, I feel like we're kind of rambling and not saying much about this match, but that's kind of what this match was like. It was just rambling and physical, and it was insane. There's nothing you can describe and in this match. You have to watch it. it. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You have I, to watch it. I was literally... Oh, speaking of throwing cups, we didn't mention the 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 fan who threw the the drink oh, at MJF. Right, I forgot. That, that was probably the biggest payoff for Matt, MJF through the massive heel. They were oh, booing yeah. him. They were giving him the finger. He gets to the top of the ramp, and the camera is just set on MJF's back. And all of a sudden, you just see someone's whole drink splash the whole left side of his body, and it was a fan that was like at the corner. Oh man! Props to MJF because the expression on his face only got happier. He took he, a, didn't, yeah. he didn't flinch. He didn't get break character. Nothing. He actually said, smirked Thank a little you. bit more and walked away. Yeah. Perfect heel work. He loved it. Oh, it was beautiful. You you could tell he's like they're eating out of the palm of my yeah. hand. Yep. Well, think this is a guy that's been in indies. Look at his character. From what I've seen, and please correct me if I'm wrong. This has been him the whole time. He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so always he's probably, been a jerk heel. He's probably used to actually getting hit in the side of face with beer cups once a night. He's always been a jerk heel. Cody has always been the the small thing that's kind of made him human. Where his best friend was Cody. That was always that. And like everyone always like, oh, MJF is this. Uh, Brandy would say, oh, MJF is this. They have a, a little thing going on because she doesn't trust MJF. Because she's a jerk to everyone. He loves Cody. That's what makes it so effective. He loved the Cody. Love, but yeah. back back to the to the unsanctioned <laughs> match. I think he likes Farrell more. <laughs> back to the unsanctioned match. Um, once they made it unsanctioned lights out match, I kind of figured Moxie was going to go over because yeah. that's the whole point. You make it so that it doesn't count on the record, so that it doesn't hurt Kenny more than he's already hurting right now. Um, but this match, look, if you got forty minutes to watch some gnarly. You know, hardcore wrestling, by all means. This is Kenny out of his element, but still being Kenny. Uh, the Bucks were there. Brandon Cutler was there. Uh, Hangman. Hang, Hangman was I, there. I was about to say, only Kenny can make a hardcore match look somewhat graceful. It's because Kenny, he's like a, it's like a <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> it's like a butterfly. But So the match ends when we get back to the ring again. We have the exposed ring. Oh, I'm sorry. By all means. Gotta call something out. Okay. Kenny had him in the Scorpion Deathlock. Moxley crawled through the glass to oh, get to the ropes. Dragged his body through the glass. What was the one thing that we all kind of popped for? We the, said that there's, there's not supposed to be any rope break. Mm-hmm, there's not supposed to be mm-hmm, any rope break. Mm-hmm, and, and the, the ref referee. did not call a rope he break. He actually waved off the rope break. He said, nope, no rope break. And Moxley had to pull himself up. To mm-hmm. get out of the hole. To an elevated position so mm-hmm. Kenny can release the uh, I, I had to call that out. Beautiful. It was beautifully done. Everything about this match was beautiful. Um, I don't know about beautiful, but it was fantastic. The, the match it was ends. a beautiful nightmare. It was a, yeah, yeah. There you go. go. So Moxley hits Kenny with the uh, paradigm shift. Kenny kicks out. Kenny goes for the Phoenix Splash. Comes up empty. Oh. And then Moxley hits him with an elevated version of the paradigm shift to get the three count. I just and you know what? You don't need to make Kenny look strong, but I like how Moxley had to go to the extra depth of the move to finish him off. Agreed. Agreed. Because obviously the one then the regular paradigm shift did not work. Uh-huh. So we had to give it a little, little extra something. 
little, mm-hmm. a little more force to come down on that uh, paradigm shift. But this match was just, oof, unruly, unruly. So that ends up becoming the closing for AEW's full gear. Now, as usual, when we do pay-per-views of any kind for any com- any company, any promotion, we have a certain way of doing things. So first, let's talk about our match of the night. Don't want to ask me so many hard questions. Shades, would you like to go first with giving us your match of the night tonight? So my match of the night is going to go to a match that technically was not on the card tonight. John Moxley and Kenny Omega burning down the house. Um, my initial thoughts, they're going to keep Rite Aid or Walgreens or CVS in business with all the <laughs> antiseptics and Band-Aids that they got to buy. They're sparring. They're sparring. Uh, Advil's for the pain. Uh, my opinion, definitely match of the night. Okay. Even if it's not technically a sanctioned match, mm-hmm. match of the night. Alright, alright. Tell me, boy, talk to me. That was my first choice, but a close second for me. I'm going to go only because it set up what I think is going to be a major storyline for the next at least two months. I'm going Jericho uh, Jericho Cody. Just Jericho's work again, his professionalism. That match highlighted everything that the business is about. Not just the in-ring work, but the work in general. And not to mention the what is going to be an amazing storyline. Can't argue there. Whoa. It's hard. That's what she said. Exactly. Chimney <laughs> <laughs> cricket guy. He didn't um, say anything. That it, you know. Between the last two matches, oh man, great storytelling, brutality, great storytelling, brutality. <laughs> Which one do I go? Brutal storytelling. Brutal storytelling. <laughs> Look, fun factor, the last match. Right. Fun factor. Uh, longevity, uh, great storytelling, um, uh, a classic, you know, match that had it all would be, you know, Cody and, and Jericho. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I would go with Tom, with, with Cody and Jericho. But, man, did I love that last match. That last match was just fun, 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 fun. And I haven't had that much. I haven't had this much fun watching a pay-per-view in a long time. Two months. Four hours (laughs) flew. Yeah. Flew. No, the the last couple pay-per-views, I mean, Jeremy, you know, has pointed out. There was some, you know, oh, Shades, excuse me. Mr. Shades, <laughs> the Prophet Shades. I apologize. Oh uh, my God, no! They, uh, what's the matter? Jealous? Uh, what happened? You a little jelly? Easy, Janetti. You need a little Ooh, butter with your jelly. Easy, Janetti. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I ain't say it, man. The fans have spoken. <laughs> okay, so let me finish. Let me finish my thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, red. Hey, yo. <laughs> the the last, you know, the the few pay per views. They were good. There sometimes there was, you know, like one match wasn't good. You know, the, the camera match. work was bad. Yeah, even, oh, this time the real match, I didn't like. Did I think it was atrocious? No. But I think this, to me, this was their best pay-per-view. And I just loved the, 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 
the last two matches. So, you know, the Cody and, 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 and long-winded in Jericho was just the best match of the night. Okay. For me. For me, it's a no-brainer. It's got to be Riho versus Sami Sakura. I mean, <laughs> let's hear a better match on the card. Get out I'm going to hit you <laughs> so hard right now. You are taking the train home. That was almost as good as Sean Spears versus Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, it's got to be one of those two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two tag matches, the two tag matches were fantastic. Yeah. So I don't want to take anything from those two, but it really it's got to be one of the, the the last two matches. <sighs> Who do you got? Who do you got? Come on! I'm gonna go with Jericho and Cody. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna go with Jericho and Cody because I was fully invested from the start. I was fully invested during, and I'm super invested now. And you Moxley, like Ma- Moxley and Kenny. I was interested in, but I wasn't like, oh, here we well, go. It was fun. It was a fun And, and it was fun. Yeah. But what comes from Moxie and Kenny now, I, I don't know, but... Probably nothing. Exactly. I don't, no, I'm not, I think that was it for them. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not eager to see what's next. So as, as fun as that match was, to me, the match of the night, it's got to go Jericho and Cody. But you can't go wrong with either one of these two. Mm-mm. These are two bangers. So... Flip a coin, you got the right answer. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. Flip a coin, you got the right answer. So, that leads us to the next thing that we always do with our paper deals. Our rating system here at Grapples Apples, we don't use stars. No. We don't use uh, a 1 through 10 nonsense. No, no, no. We, th- we have topes. This is a wrestling podcast. Sure is. So let's tope it up. On a scale of one to five topes, one being, why did I watch this? And five being, can I watch this some more? How many topes do you give AEW Full Gear? Well, let's start us off. I'll start us off. All right. Just like a really good video game, the replay value of this pay-per-view, I could watch again. Okay. I could watch it again, except for the Rio. And, you know, <laughs> We're really that bashing that match. That I could just fast forward real quick. <laughs> but I haven't want to watch a pay-per-view again <coughs> in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe even forever. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. So I would give it... What do you? What, what's your rating? Like five, I think, is the best? Five is the best. Zero is the worst? Zero is the worst. I'm usually super How generous. How many times have you done this? I know, I know. <laughs> well, you, can, you can melt your rating and go 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. You can melt yeah, it. I'm not trying because I always... And you know, you guys are really... You know, you guys are really pretty dead on on your, on mm-hmm. your thing. And I'm usually the one that always gives it a, a higher rating yeah, than it should. That's, which is fine. But it's subjective. You, you to know. me, four and a half. Okay, that's okay. good. Four and a half. And, you know, I was thinking five, but then I was like, you know what, let me reel it back a little bit because yeah, yeah, of that yeah. Rio match. Like, but four and a half <laughs> was girls. four and a half. I, I, it just, it was from my soul. My soul said, thank you. I loved it. Lord I enjoyed it. <coughs> that's mine. Oh, four and a half. Sunday. We Fair enough. Soul in it. Fair enough. All right. Tie boy. Oh, well, basically the reason why I think we're... Crapping on Rio's match so much was because it's more way. It's my turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were more invested in the other women's match that took place on the pre-show. Like when mm-hmm. you can put the women's title match and say, you know what, that could have been on the pre-show. B and Brick should have been in that position. Mm-hmm. That's what I said yesterday. That's the problem, and all I'm gonna say about that is 
that was Rio's last chance for me. I think her last defense, it, her next defense is her last defense for me. Okay. But, you know, Kenny loves his Joshi girl, so I'm probably wrong. But okay. I am going with the pay-per-view with Solid 4. Okay. All right. You know, Rails. you know, they hit the mark, and, you know, I'm usually tough, but 4, four is where I feel comfortable. I love going last for for our for our. That's fine. I thought so. that was a rule, like Shades always. <laughs> so I want to know thrill. So what you, you grade this? Thrillium. I'm I'm, I'm going to give this a hard and steady. I I can't wiggle one way or the other on this. This is a four, mm. flat four. Mm. Not even close. Like I can't even go four point oh one. I can't go three nine nine. This is a four. Uh, the last two matches, straight bangers. The two tag team matches, fantastic. Page versus Pac, fantastic. Uh, the only real hiccup to me was Riho and Emmy. Because even Sean Spears and Joy Jenner was fine. They served its purpose. Yeah. Britt and B. Kick on the, on the buy-in. Did it. It was fine. It served its purpose. Riho and Emmy Sakura was the only match that, in my opinion, was a downer. And it was a major downer. And then, the, the you know, Britt and the Sean Spears, like, they, they weren't great. So I had to take a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So that's how, to me. It's got to be. It's got to be a four. Solid. One hundred percent. Can't move from that four. Uh, I went. I went. Go as far as to say that uh, Sakura and Riho was a major disappointment. It wasn't a major disappointment. Okay. It was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Hugo here, I, I like to be the contrarian. You know, just <gasps> try to like. That's a shocker. Oh. <laughs> That's how savage you were tonight. That Shades is the contrarian. Wow. The shades is always the contrarian. We started off at a 2.5, you know. Okay. You either go up or you either go down. Hell in the Cell went down, they went down, down, down. <laughs> and it's still going down, actually. <laughs> moves up, move down, move up, move down, move down, move down, move down, move up, move up. I landed. Four. Solid four tonight. Uh, every match served its purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't think this was, by any stretch, the perfect pay-per-view. No, agreed. But damn fine. Damn fine pay-per-view. Damn fine. Second best, maybe third best pay-per-view they've had so far. We weren't counting down matches. Yeah, yeah, right. We're in kind of like, please, can we end this so we can do this podcast? It's like, no. Mm -hmm. All right, wow, this this pay per view went on for four hours. Good for them. By the time we let's go talk about this now. By the time we got to Jericho and Cody, you were like, oh, we're we're here already. Yeah, I I was like, hey, where's there more matches? No, like, this is the main event here, guys. An eight match card where each match got their time to tell their story. Mm -hmm. Yep. No match was a squash match. Nothing was under ten minutes. Nothing was under ten minutes. Every match went over 10 minutes, ten minutes, which was perfectly fine, given time. And that's the all that we really ask for when we're yep. asking for wrestling matches is give them time to tell their story. Do not force them to put a half-ass match together. Because mm-hmm. no to if the they don't care, then why should we? 100%. But yeah, I think, I think as a group consensus, we're going to round it off the mean... Is a four. Four. It's the first time that you and I have ever agreed on the pay per view. 
I... We've been close, but I think it's the first time we've ever agreed. Are you ready to change your thing, Mr. Contrarian? Right. No, I think it's, it's going to stay at oh. a four. It, it, it can't grade it any lower than that, and I refuse to grade it any higher than that. That's <laughs> a very tough grade. Yeah. So, that was AEW's Full Gear. 2019. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was going to... Like 2019, it because what if they don't do another one next year? Well, that's why it's 2019. Yeah, you still, you go. still time. But it was the only one from uh, Royal Caribbean or Arena, wherever the hell it's in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize it was in Maryland. Yeah. It was Baltimore. 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 Really? Yeah. Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. So Maryland's the state, guys. Just, just in case you guys didn't know. I think it was the first state, no? What? Maryland? Yes. No. No. Maryland was the first state. No. Absolutely Virginia. Not. Virginia. Yeah, Jonestown. Yeah, but those people died. They don't count. It still is the oh, first. You know what? Never mind. We're not here for history. So can we wrap this? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, that was AEW cool. Full Gear 2019 live from the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, See, Maryland. Royal something. <laughs> Royal Cola? As always. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two, two. Apples. Or we're on Google Play Music and Apple Podcasts. Wherever you want to listen, just make sure you're listening. Don't forget to catch us on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. Slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. 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 Apples. Don't forget, to <laughs> like, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. What are you, subscribe. a scoundrel now? Do yeah. <laughs> don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to get us in as many ears and as many faces as possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts. Ill will the thrill. Poetarian, Shakespeare candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I be, because that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate. The man in the hour, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. That's the top. Your boy, Shades. And of course, our two lovely oh, guests for the evening. The Suburban Brothers. <laughs> Tom and Hugo. <laughs> Catch us live at that Royal Arena next oh year. My God, you are tired. It's time to go to sleep. I'm sleepy time. <laughs> Sign it off, baby. Guys, don't forget to catch us next week for our weekly episode as we do every week and every other week after that because Apple a day keeps a bad Dr. wrestling. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Bad Watch AEW Dark. <laughs> Watch NXT. Peace. Peace. Bye.